0: And now we know what happens. Week 18 of the regular season in the books. We've got the playoffs. We've got a draft order. Black Monday is heating up. We've got a lot to get to today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dude. Your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's better than this? It's guys, me and dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to say a big thank you and shout out to our everydayers, those of you who make Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. We appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's $150, win or lose. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Joe, happy Monday.
1: Uh, not a happy Monday for everybody uh, in more ways than one. Teams that lost, ended their season. Teams that... um won and got in and punched their ticket to the postseason so they're having a happy Monday you have coaches and GMs a lot of changes on the horizon here as we've reached the end of the NFL radio season
0: yeah so many different things going on and it's it's such a a, a massive swing between those that are gearing up for a postseason game and those that are hitting the reset button so we're gonna get to all of that obviously today and it will set a big foundation for the discussions we're going to have throughout the coming months. But we are going to start with kind of a week 18 reaction in, in this playoff field being set. And it was an interesting week 18 because you had some games where things were locked up. There wasn't a lot of implications, but obviously there were games with huge implications. And Kyle, I, I mean, where where would you like to start? If you take, take the journey, you go back to Saturday. And
1: yeah, I think you have a game that, for one team, everything was on the line, and for the other, nothing was on the line. And Pittsburgh wins and they
0: need help. Yeah. Well they behold, they got help. Yeah, they got it. They did it. Ticket punched. <laughs> and and you and I, we I I'm sure you might have this data, but like we were kind of high on the Steelers this year because of their schedule. And it's never it's never the straight line you you expect anything to go, right? They lost those couple games in a row, but for them to come back out of it with big wins down the stretch quarterback switch again uh, coordinator switch they got in and for all the talk that we had this year about a 10 win team not making an AFC we even got to the point where like ah, maybe an 11 team we doesn't get in all the 10 win teams get in and of course Steelers do their thing and, and get the help and then of course Saturday night you get this this Texans Colts game that winds up being a play-in game that was ultimately for the AFC South and the Houston Texans Are your AFC South champions, hat tip, bouquet of flowers. I won the bet with Chris Schubert. I had a five-year strike zone for the Texans to finish in the top two of of the AFC South. They win the whole thing. Um, And obviously, C.J. Stroud and they're going into the playoffs. They're going to Cleveland, right? That's one of the the games. And so Cleveland's coming to them. Excuse me. Yeah, they're they're coming yeah. to them, which is huge to for Houston to not go to Cleveland. So yeah, we got things started on Saturday, which was obviously what set the tone for what happened on Sunday. Yeah. Uh
1: you feel a little bit for uh Ty Goodson, feel for Gardner Minshew, that last play. That was a bummer yeah. way to lose a game. Uh the way in which the Colts lost it that ultimately ends their season. And you knew when that game was played, loser will be eliminated from the postseason contention and uh Shane Steichen draws up the perfect play balls a little bit behind him. Goodson can't quite haul it in a really tough way to end the game. So, uh, good, good games on Saturday all around. And it set the stage for a uh, kind of a dramatic one o'clock, four o'clock and eight o'clock slate, uh, yeah. on Sunday,
0: a lot of good games. One o'clock, obviously bucks nine to zero win over Carolina. They're the NFC South champs. Carolina doesn't score in their last two games um of course we'll get to scott fitterer that's coming up that kind of was like a big box to check i thought in the early slate and then of course the game that so many were paying attention to was titans jaguars um and a pretty entertaining game the titans kind of held to a lead throughout jaguars kind of made it close but trevor lawrence at the end of the game to scramble for eight yards and then throw three incompletions in a row and season's over no afc south championship it's kind of Kind of was an emblematic game of their season. You know, really felt it was third and fourth down
1: that were bad. Situational. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the rollout where we throw the ball out of bounds and then we come back and a handoff is called and Trevor Lawrence, bad ankle and all, makes the decision to change the play to go for the quarterback sneak. He called his own number. That was not the play that was called. And I think that part of it was really eye opening, and he was what probably two inches away from scoring. If that, if two inches away, like maybe closer, impossible to tell.
0: Arm, I don't usually take pay much attention to arm length and quarterbacks, Kyle. Maybe I should. Well,
1: <laughs> but if you were Trevor right. Lawrence, would probably ninety ninth percentile because of how <laughs> long he is as a player. And um no, I think that 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 was a tough way to go, but. It's I don't know what it is about these midseason AFC South Division leaders, but you don't want to be in first place in the South at the midway point of a season because this is now two consecutive seasons. Tennessee lost yeah. five straight games to yeah. close the season last year. Yeah, and now Jacksonville goes from eight and three and one of one of four teams at eight and three through eleven weeks or twelve weeks, and they lose four of their last or five of their last six. Yep. To Don't finish nine and eight, and miss the playoffs. Uh, really tough collapse for them. I, I think there's probably going to be some some changes there, and you understand Trevor Lawrence playing with an injury there at the end, and he didn't play in the, the week prior against Carolina. But uh, I, I think with what Doug Peterson was hired to do coming into the Jacksonville. And what you now have with a two-year sample size of working with Doug Peterson for Trevor Lawrence, that's probably the most uncomfortable conversation that that organization is going to have to have. Yeah,
0: not the one you expected to have at all. So that win for Tennessee uh, puts the Bills and Steelers into the playoffs. For the Bills, it becomes a matter of seeding and the Steelers punch their ticket. Then you get to the, what the afternoon slate and the, that was NFC
1: wild card race. Was that, yeah, that, that was, was right.
0: The, the big game was okay. Are the Packers going to beat the bears? Okay. Box check. Jordan love big plays down the stretch. I'm sure they're feeling great about Jordan love and Lambeau taking that team to the playoffs with all those young players around him. Defense kind of tightens it up. They had, had some rough games down the stretch. They punched their ticket. Um, and so it becomes about the two seed, right? And, in. Seeing the Eagles, right? Like I the good for can Dallas. I, they win I, their game. Detroit wins. Go something. ahead. Sure. Can I call time out here? Sure.
1: Uh you we talked about the Bucks and how they they won their game. Yes. Right. Um uh, and you talked about the Packers in that win and in scenario against the Bears. Uh they the Packers get in courtesy. It's a three way tie between Seattle, New Orleans, because New Orleans beats the Falcons. Yeah. And Arthur Smith is dunzo. We'll talk about him in a minute. And uh the Packers. And the Packers get in courtesy of a strength of victory tiebreaker. Do you know what the Saints' point differential is this season?
0: They had so many lopsided games. I, I would bet it's pretty good. They got killed the Patriots. They had some big lopsided wins. This last one
1: plus seventy
0: five.
1: Yeah, yeah. Missed the playoffs at nine and eight plus seventy five. Uh, that is would be the second best point differential in the uh, NFC East, Philadelphia. Is currently second in that division. Plus five, 11 and six plus five, Philadelphia Eagles- uh, Dallas plus 194. Uh, That would be the best point differential in the NFC North. That is the best point differential in the NFC South and it would be the second best point differential in the NFC West. Mm. Uh, it would be the second best point differential, two points behind the Chiefs in the AFC West. It's comfortably the best by over 50 points in the AFC South. It would be the second best point differential in the AFC North and it would be the third best point differential in the AFC East. Team Playoffs.
0: Rolling with Dennis Allen, though, so we'll see. We'll
1: we'll talk about Dennis Allen when we <laughs> get to Black Monday because yes. I have some thoughts about your team deciding to go rogue on you and running a play of their own yeah. at the end of a blowout win, but that's neither here nor there.
0: All right, we'll stay on schedule here. We'll talk a little bit more about the NFC uh, picture. Of course, uh, the AFC got very interesting there late, so stick with us. But folks, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to be certain that you have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Look, LinkedIn knows that. Small businesses are wearing so many hats right now and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy, and they even just launched a feature that will help you write job descriptions, making it that much easier and that much quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Please resume with NFC race. Yeah, Dallas. I want Dallas. Yeah, Dallas takes care of business. Detroit takes care of business. I want to get to Philadelphia, Kyle. This team is just—you can—I don't know how you could feel worse about a team that is eleven and six that had a playoff ticket clinched. I don't know a month ago. Uh, going into the playoffs right now with how they're playing, it. I mean, this game gets out of hand against the Giants. The the Giants um, after they lost the Cardinals last week. I mean. This is just not, they're not in a good p- place right now. Sirianni's on the ropes. It feels like uh, t- Hurts with the injury, right? His fingers dislocated. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you want to talk about just not, not entering the postseason playing your best football? That's, that's where we're at with the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't feel good about them. Uh, 10 and 1 to 11 and 6. Not great.
1: And mm-hmm. I, I, I would not pick them to beat the Bucs. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Just did, And it's not even, like, they've had some games where they've scored some points. I mean, offensively, they're very clunky. They turned the ball over, uh, let's see, four, seven, eight, 12 times in the last five games offensively, so that's not good. But defensively, they are just a train wreck. And they quietly moved on from Desai and put Matt Patricia, Patriots' former offensive coordinator, wink, wink, in that spot. And <laughs> um, it has not helped at all. Uh, the Eagles, probably the ugliest of the postseason teams yeah. for a slide uh, for those teams that got in yeah. and very low expectations. And AJ Brown got hurt on the MetLife turf. Devontae Smith was already banged up. Now Jalen yeah. Hurts hurt. Uh, just th- This thing has just really steamrolled on the
0: Eagles in a really bad way. Yeah. Um. Very quick hat tip to the ten win Rams. We're gonna have some fun conversations yeah. this week about awards. I'm gonna be talking about Sean McVay and that uh, coach of the year. I'm not sure. I got a little time to talk to God about who my pick's gonna be for coach of the year. I think there's some good candidates, but Sean McVay got a ten win team. I think that's uh, just outstanding. Um, which gets us to Sunday night, the Bills Dolphins AFC East title game. The Bills have a. Massive fourth quarter to take care of um, their their climb all the way back from six and six in week 11, the number 11 seed in the AFC. They finished the season winning five in a row, six of seven to be the two seed and win the AFC East. Um, A game that feels like the Bills squandered so many opportunities early on, felt like the Dolphins were rolling on offense uh, throughout the first half of the game. And then the second half, the Bills defense. It just really, really takes it out of Miami with their five second half drives. They never get more than four plays on any of those drives. They don't score any points. They have eight rushing yards in the second half. The Bills get a big special teams touchdown and some big plays down the stretch to wind up winning it with a bunch of unlikely heroes along the way. But the Bills come out and finish as the two seed in a very, very winding path to get there.
1: So AFC play- playoff picture Ravens off the bye, 13 and four. Uh, Buffalo 2, Kansas City 3, Houston 4, Cleveland 5, Miami 6, Pittsburgh 7. So Buffalo hosting Pittsburgh, Kansas City hosting Miami, and Houston hosting Cleveland. Then on the NSC side of things, San Francisco at 12-5 and five wins, courtesy of conference win percentage. Uh, also had a head-to-head tiebreaker against Dallas, who was the two-seed. Uh, Detroit, the three-seed, also 12-5. and five, Dallas holds that, courtesy of the win last week. Uh, to get the two seed, Tampa Bay is the four, uh, Philadelphia the five, the Rams the six, and the Packers the seven. So Dallas hosting Green Bay, some postseason bad blood there. Detroit hosting the Rams, Jared Goff, revenge game potentially. And then you have Tampa Bay hosting Philadelphia in the wild card round as well.
0: As I reflect on the playoff fields on both sides, I think the NFC, the one team that surprises me is is the Rams. I think I think credit to people that thought they could do it like hat tip to you. I thought the talent was, was lacking too much. I think that's my surprise team in the NFC and then in the AFC to see the Bengals and Jaguars to two teams that I thought were going to be division winners this year, not make it. And you, I, I mean, I actually, I actually picked Cleveland and Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. What I didn't pick correctly was Houston, and honestly, I didn't, I didn't think the Ravens were going to be this type of team. Uh, I, I thought they'd be good, but not, not like number one seed good. So as we have the field set, I think those are my biggest surprises. When yeah, it'll, it's be all said to,
1: done. it'll be fun to go back and, and revisit the uh, the rankings that we had in the preseason, which may be something that we can, can circle back to this week as well. But uh, that's your playoff field. We also have the draft order for the non-playoff
3: field, which is now officially set. Yeah.
0: Um so Car- Car- the Carolina Panthers have the number one pick. It goes to the Bears. Washington number two. New England number three. So they wind up losing that game to the Jets. So, and I didn't think they would ever lose in Belichick's potential last game. They're in that top three pick position. But the the team here that's most interesting to me is this four or five situation between Arizona and the Chargers. Matt Prater misses those two field goals in the fourth quarter. If they would have won the game, they would have been the number five pick. Instead, the Chargers the number five pick. And Kyle Krebs, you'd like to think that both of these teams would love to have Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. If you get quarterbacks in the top three picks, that four spot is huge. Because, you, I mean, they're rolling with Herbert. We, we've heard that they're rolling with Murray. You'd love to give them Marvin Harrison Jr. Now Arizona, the team that gets that selection. Uh, and you get the Bears with picks one and nine in the top ten. We got some interesting stuff here and and it feels like the opportunity for those quarterbacks could go with the first three picks is right there. Uh I may
1: or may not have pulled up our schedule predictions. Just
0: I never it. never doubted
1: wanna, it. Want to do it now, want to close the show? Never. You right tell down.
0: me. Uh, come on, it feels like it feels like it's right there. It's right there. We got
1: to do it, right? All right. All right, so we had uh, the Kansas City Chiefs as the one seed at thirteen and four in the AFC. We had the two seed as the Cincinnati Bengals at twelve and five. Obviously, that team losing Joe Burrow, uh, but starting slow. We did this in
0: July, right? (laughs)
1: Uh, We we live streamed this five months ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The three seed we had was the Buffalo Bills at twelve and five. We had the four seed, the Jacksonville Jaguars at eleven and six the 5 seed we had the Miami Dolphins at 11 and 6 the 6 seed we had the New York Jets at 11 and 6 and the 7 seed we had the Pittsburgh Steelers mm. at 10 and 7 we also had the Baltimore Ravens at 10 and 7 and we had the Browns at 9 and 8 so we correctly predicted that the entire AFC North for the first time since 1935 was going to have all teams with winning records so that's take that for what it's worth
0: yeah. shame on us for not knowing about the uh, Aaron Rodgers injury and the Joe Burrow injury you know right. that shame on us our division winners included
1: uh San Francisco, Dallas, uh, New Orleans, and Detroit in the NFC. Our wildcard teams were Philadelphia, Seattle, and the New York Giants at eight and nine.
0: Oh, man, that hurts. The Giants, man, that feels like our biggest whiff. We went whiff the Giants every year, tradition like no other. <laughs> we, we
1: knew the commanders were going to be who they were, though. We had them at three and 14. so there you go there's our 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 predictions uh but you you pointed out the the four spot uh being a really interesting draft order spot i have a few other draft order observations uh, that we can get to joe if you'd like to after the break
0: all right so stick with us draft order observations the firings are starting but the nfl regular season has wrapped up but there's still plenty of time and plenty of action to get in on over at fanduel america's number one sports book because right now New customers can get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins or if they lose. So check it out. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways that you can bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and you can do so much more with spreads, player props, over-unders. It's all there over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: I guess my first observation is it's a tough time to be a 9-8 and eight football team. Because you had five of them that missed the playoffs. Saints. You know you got to get to 10, right? Like it, yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, you got to get to 10. Well, you would have thought maybe not as much anymore with the expanded playoff fields.
0: Yeah, it feels it feels tight as well, though, right? Like, it feels more open, but st- it's still tight, right? It feels like. Right.
1: Uh, the Jets winning ultimately cost them picking the difference of sixth versus tenth in the draft order. Big dubs. Uh, it's not a small number. Uh I, I think it's certainly one that they can take in stride if they're gonna particularly if they're gonna go offensive line. I would be a little leery though because you have the Chargers and the Giants and the Titans and potentially even the Bears. Yeah. All picking in front of you. Um as offensive line needy teams. So for the Jets. You're assuming they're going to use that spot to not draft a quarterback because Aaron Rodgers would probably pitch a fit if they did to that. Two-year commitment, Kyle. He made it's two-year commitment, yeah. Um, so that's the, kind of the storyline for me. If they're going to pick a player that they're looking to um, have an impact and help this team with where it was most weak, you do look at the offensive line and feel like that needs to get addressed. And uh, they, they have Mekhi Becton as an expiring contract. Doesn't sound like they have a lot of appetite to bring him back. So that's just kind of a, a top 10 storyline that I have as well in the aftermath of that, that week 17 win over the uh,
0: Patriots. How many top 10 tackles did you have? Four? A bunch. I three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think
1: you'd still be running lean if you get yeah. the, it reminds you of the 2020 class, right? Where you had Andrew Thomas at four and then you mm-hmm. had, uh, Mackay and jedrick wills and they were gone at 10 11 and then Werfs win at 14 with the trade with tampa and san francisco and austin jackson at 18 like i think you could see those
0: numbers in yeah. this class yeah was that isaiah wilson as well towards the yeah. end of the yeah. <laughs> Jesus? john robinson oh man i'm supposed to throw the shade at john robinson i there it is Kyle. You brought Kribs the name of-
1: i was perfectly fine to not mention isaiah wilson <laughs> at all you brought him up so you, uh, you brought- whether i said his name or not right i you know me
0: i'm running i'm what am i gonna do i have no ron rivera anymore john robinson's on the can you know what i mean i gotta find some new What a victims. segue
1: what a segue for black monday <laughs> joe yes. manages to find an excuse to mention ron rivera's name first uh, you
0: know when you have uh 12 seasons of the nfl head coach yeah a winning record and what uh, three of them
1: <laughs> did you see the uh the ownership there and who they're bringing in to help with their search
0: uh I saw things on social media is it um some analytics guy what's the deal here?
1: It's Rick Spielman and a former NBA general manager are coming okay. in to help conduct the search for the new football operations people in Washington.
0: Why Rick Spielman? Uh former NFL GM I suppose. Okay. So Ron Rivera uh what was that a weird storyline about how it was his birthday yesterday? And they weren't going to fire him on his birthday. Okay. Like, they
1: they, they played the game yesterday. You didn't have to say that. Like, just that was such
0: a weird talking point. Like, all week long, like, okay, they're going to wait until Monday to fire him. Like, okay. They're going to do the thing that every other
1: team does, other than the (laughs) Atlanta Falcons firing
0: Arthur Smith last night. Felt felt like a inevitable with Ron Rivera, a good man. Um, the results of his football teams are inconsistent, and for them to have the the defensive lapses and with the defensive investments that they've made, I mean, it's pretty obvious. We we knew that they needed to really impress, or else Josh Harris and this new ownership group was going to you know get their own people in there, and that's going to happen. And I think what's really interesting about Washington is this is no longer the, oh my God, who wants to go work for Daniel Snyder and go to Washington, right? This is suddenly fairly attractive. We did their their um, Levy Grail postseason episode already that Commanders fans can go back and listen to, but there's a lot to be excited about with the number two pick, with all the resources that you have, and now you're resetting, and uh, look at your division. Eagles don't look like they're – I mean, come on, they have so many old players, it's reset potentially there, and. Dallas always feels kind of vulnerable to me, so better days coming for Washington, for sure. Um,
1: You also had Arthur Smith, who we alluded to. uh, That team will pick eighth for this fourth, third consecutive year. I mean, Arthur Smith seven seven and ten in all three of his NFL seasons. Uh, offense got seemingly worse every year, and obviously not good. (laughs) Not good. Uh made the big bet to put all their chips in the Desmond Ritter basket, and that didn't work out too well for him. Uh, that's an attractive spot in my mind. Oh, no. uh, Terry, Terry Fontenot will, will remain in place. Uh, Arthur Blank, this courtesy of Adam Shafter, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, with input from uh, Terry Fontenot, will lead Falcon's search for new head coach. Um, I think if you do have that stability and, and you're willing to look at the talent that's assembled there in Atlanta, I think you feel like you're a quarterback away and uh, especially in that division. So I think Atlanta has a lot to feel good about from their collection of talent. Um Timeout. out. Time. time out.
0: Go trade for Justin Fields and let's go boogie.
1: You know what I mean? Probably. I mean, it's going
0: to what cost you two plus here. Here you go here. You can have it. Atlanta has the 43rd pick in the draft. Would you like to have that here? Here you go. you know
1: chicago would be tickled pink and atlanta has two threes as well they have a three courtesy of jacksonville for the calvin ridley trade
0: let's get us let's get us uh uh, the right offensive minded head coach justin fields with those skill players with that veteran offensive line with the strides they made on defense let's go win the nfc south next year you you you. want to do that or do you want to draft michael Penix? no i don't want to do that no (laughs) uh who else do we have Uh, G and out Fitterer in in Carolina. Um, it doesn't, this feel like a good opportunity to talk about that rift between Dennis Allen and and Arthur Smith. Yes, it does.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you said that and reminded me to, to bring that back up. Um, does Arthur Smith have a reason to be exacerbated that they came out in victory formation to kneel the ball out and then ran a play? Sure, I think that kind of breaks the the coaching code, and I think that's why Dennis Allen apologized to Atlanta yeah. immediately after the game. We just got done talking about how the Saints are plus seventy five point differentials, scored four hundred points this season, yet managed to find a way to miss the playoffs and go nine and eight. Um, and they just they they feel like the underachieving team that if you're Dennis Allen and you you're Saints have underachieved, again, because I think they underachieved last year as well.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And now the players are just kind of calling their own shots out there on the field. What kind of grasp of your locker room does that illustrate that you have? I get you wanted to get a guy a touchdown this season and all that jazz. I don't know. It's it's to go out and, and be in victory formation, then run a play and scored a touchdown with the score, what it was. There were up 28 points, I think 25, yeah. 25, points and ran a, ran a play for a touchdown. And then the players were like, yeah, we called our own number there. We did it, whatever. And then your coach has to go up on the podium and apologize for it. It's just weird for, for an underachieving team. If it's,
0: it's weird. It, it is weird. Um, And that's, but can we talk about the Arthur Smith side of this? Like, my lasting impression when I think about the Arthur Smith Atlanta Falcons era football, I'm gonna think about a salty, mad dude. And I'm I, gonna think about a guy who who's nothing was ever Arthur Smith's
1: fault. In Arthur Smith's mind, nothing that ever happened to his football team felt like he felt it was his
0: fault. Can you just not take the high road and just like understand that you've underachieved and just
3: like take the high road and just get out of here? Well, he is getting out of here.
1: It's all to that, just well, just fine and well. Um, he'll, it's fine. He'll he'll go be Vrabel's OC in New England.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> what, so Vrabel, what, Vrabel's what uh, six and twenty three or six and eighteen in their last twenty four games? Yeah. There's, so Tennessee? there's a lot
1: of there's there's a lot of back and forth, and maybe that's where yeah. we finish is talking about what still has to come. Yeah. Um. Talk about Vrabel signing sign extension, so he's here, versus he's going to have a meeting with ownership, and then there's a dispute that there's no meeting scheduled. I feel like there's enough smoke there where I, I could see, if Vrabel's not going to be in Tennessee, you feel like it's New
0: England's going to make a run at him, right? Oh, surely. I think we all kind of saw, was it the, who was going into the rafters? Was it Brady something? I don't know. Vrabel by week, he's sitting with Robert Kraft at the, at the Patriot Stadium. You're like, okay, right. yeah. I mean, everybody's mind went there, and especially if they could trade. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like We talked about slip like a trade, but I don't know what you think they would. I don't think they would just fire him. I don't know. But like, you'd have to think that if there's enough appetite from New England for that to be their next head coach, that they're going to go do it. And uh,
1: obviously, the shoe that falls there is New England moving on from Bill Belichick. You have to think he's not done. He has not successfully chased chased down Don Shula yet, so he's going to continue his pursuit. It seems like it's tough to have they, a
0: four win season baked in there at the end when you're trying trying to claim a, well, a and that, That's the
1: thing. Like, well, what landing spots are you going to go to where you're going to get more than four or five next year, yeah, too? Dude, it's not. You're going to have go to coach Washington. a lot of years. You're go to Washington and and play the uh, presumably the competent Eagles next year. And Dallas with that roster.
0: Well, Kyle's going to be the head coach version of Ozzy Osborne. You know what I mean? We saw him out there at SoFi week one last year. Gonna be Belichick out, he's out yeah, he's going to be out there trying to get some play calls in.
1: <laughs> uh, is he going to? I guess he could go to the
0: Chargers, but that Chargers roster is. Why
1: not are you doing big, that?
0: Why are you doing that if you're the Chargers? Like set just, the foundation just, for a long a big time.
1: Name. Right. Just come on, dude. So who else? Uh, he, he surely wouldn't go to Carolina, right? Surely there's going to be Please. a playoff team that lays an egg and oh. fires.
0: Bring, bring Bill here. I, I'm here for that circus. Him fist the cuffs with old Dave Tepper.
1: Bill going from a uh, underachieving first-round pick quarterback with an offense that scored 236 points to another underachieving first-round pick quarterback that scored 236 points this season. Here for it. So,
0: yeah, that's a domino that we're waiting on. Might be it, I and mean, we got what, we got four already vacancies, head coaching vacancies, with the Raiders. Uh, we, and- have,
1: we have the Panthers. We have the Commanders. We have the Chargers. Oh, Raiders and the Falcons. Falcons. Raiders and Falcons. Raiders and that, that better not open up. That's Antonio Pierce's job. I mean, and if it's not, I'm gonna be mad.
0: Finishing down the stretch like they did. No Josh Jacobs. Aiden O'Connell is your quarterback. You really don't and have that much talent to begin positive with.
1: Positive point differential.
0: Yeah, I'd be here for it. 63-21 uh, to 21 win over the Chargers will help there, but...
1: Positive point differential. You're right right. <laughs> Damn right and, it is. And if you looked at that roster before the season, you felt that was a five-win team. They right. won eight.
0: Right. They overachieved with a head coaching switch in the middle of the year.
1: Yeah. Pierce won five by himself in nine games. Unbelievable. Winning record down the stretch. So that that... I technically it's a vacancy. I'd be disappointed if it wasn't Antonio Pierce. Uh, so I think you could also get new England. If you get new England, I think you have a domino effect where potentially Tennessee opens up. So five to seven, eight, you're probably going to be around a quarterly. Like who's the playoff team. Who's the playoff team. That's mm. most likely with a stinker to have the vacancy open up.
0: Do, do you feel like that's Sirianni?
1: I could see depending well, on we what we can
0: I, do the thing. We can do the thing. I know we're going long here, but all right, Tomlin, good.
1: The way they, they finished two two road wins down the stretch. And right. I understand Baltimore sat there, guys, but so they they physically took it to Baltimore.
0: I, yeah, that would just stun me. But it, okay, sure. I don't think so. Uh, yeah.
1: Miami Dolphins, no. Cleveland Browns, no. Houston Texans, no. A spoiler alert. That's my vote for Coach of the Year based off Houston winning the the, the NFC South. Uh. Kansas City Chiefs. No. Mike Flores talking about Andy Reid. Yeah. Desired.
0: Well, there, there's a, yeah, didn't he's, he's hyping up an involuntary change for some team, right? Like, all right, we got to wait for that shoe to fall. And he's been doubling I think he's and tripling hyping,
1: down. He's probably hyping up Dallas.
0: Okay. Well, let's, we're doing the thing. So we'll get there. Uh, Buffalo? No.
1: Baltimore? No. They still kicking John Harbaugh down the can, Brother. down, down the, the yard one year at a time with one year contract extensions?
0: Might, might just, what a might just, weird,
1: a weird subplot a few years right. ago. That was, yeah. Uh Green Bay, no. L. A. Rams, no. Philadelphia, maybe. Tampa Bay, maybe.
0: Probably, <sighs> maybe. Not. Probably it not. If really yeah.
1: blows him out, I think maybe that gets interesting.
0: That could be a huge game. Yeah, like if somebody lays an egg, that could be a a fatal egg to lay. Detroit, no way. Dallas.
1: I wouldn't think so. If Dallas loses to Green Bay at home, I'd be at least a little nervous.
0: I hear you on that, but like he's three consecutive 12 and five seasons. I understand that. Jason Garrett made it longer after three, eight and eights. I understand
1: that. (laughs) What? I think it'd be foolish considering what Dak Prescott looked like this year. Right. I mean, Dak's probably top three on your MVP ballot, right?
0: I got, there's so, this stuff is not cut and dry this year, man. You know what I mean? Well, I'll that's what the- happens. That's what happens when there's one team with
1: uh, more than 12 wins in the entire league.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> My brother and I had that conversation. It's like, have you ever seen less wins for the one seeds combined?
1: Oh, I'm sure they're, I'm sure that's happened. And then just to finish the thought, uh, San Francisco. No, they're
0: not, mm, I think they're probably okay. Now I'm so it one seeds. It's <laughs> now I got your brabbel. But so we think it's Philly, Dallas, uh, in Tampa.
3: Tampa. I'd you th- might get one.
1: You're guaranteed to get a loss. Yeah. And if it's Philly, I would not be
0: surprised with with I don't know, just Dude, they've had like how many wins in a row against they, they were like. They had like 10 wins in a row, or like something even more, against teams that were like with winning records or something like that was just improbable. I don't know. Like, is there enough good graces there? Is this just a matter of just attrition? You lost. Look, I mean, Gannon and Steichen look like they're going to be just fine as head coaches. They, mm-hmm. they lost some coaching talent there. You know what I mean? And it doesn't look like either of the replacements were good. Like, that's
1: the thing that happened with Doug Peterson, though, and they pulled the plug. Right. Right. So. That's what I would be worried about with Philadelphia, particularly 31st on third down defensively, 30th in red zone defense. And they end up finishing 30th in scoring defense, 428 points allowed, 25 points per game. So that is going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked on NFL scouting of Cock He is Joe Marino. We appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Week 18 is in the books. We are on to the postseason or we are on to the offseason, depending on your perspective. Joe, we got some Levy Grails to do. We got award voting to do. So it'll be a busy week for us here. Make sure you come back and see us. We'll talk to you all again tomorrow.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.